Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time. Cold. Called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hello. Back to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, classic, like the old days. It's just a, it's a me and Josh episode. Brian's not in this we this episode, which is a shame. He will be missed. I will be carrying on his big news duties because I guess we do have a big news segment. <laughs> we we do have some news pertaining to a specific manga because today is our manga day. Um, what happened was Jump decided to put out two issues of Jump in one week. Sometimes it does that. Uh, it comes out on Sunday and then again on Friday. So we decided to just mash it all up. Uh, put it all in one show, and uh, and here we are doing that. We also have our monthlies. Very excited about that. Um, so let's not waste any more time. Before we get into it, let's get into some plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you okay? Buddy? Yeah, nah. Um, had a little technical difficulty with the headphone. I just put it like that. I wanted to make sure everything was cool. Oh yeah. So I had to give it a pause. Were you trying to catch it in your ear, just like it was falling out? So you're trying. No, to no, no. I, I was hearing myself double, but we we good now. Oh, okay. All right. Um, proceed with your plugs. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, you could find us on oh our theme song guy is drum drum foo at drum underscore foo. You can follow the show itself at New Chip City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are running our poll today. We have two results because we ran two polls. Uh, we'll have those for the audience really good chapter selection of the week. Uh, it comes on every week uh, that Jump comes out. So uh, yeah, follow us for more info on that. And uh, like, subscribe, everything you, you want to do. You let us know how much you like the show. Uh, that would be super helpful if you could just uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as YouTube now. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. I think we got the whole kit and caboodle. Without further ado, it is time to randomize. Boruto. Wow, that's what we're starting with, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this Interesting. Is, this is Boruto, chapter 52, Baryon Mode, written by Masashi Kishimoto. The champ is here! Uh, he has returned. Uh, if you are in... Uh, we were, this was supposed to be Brian's news to break, but uh, and if you guys aren't aware, Masashi Kishimoto, the original creator of Naruto has returned to the Naruto universe is just kind of pushed whoever was writing this series out of the seat. And it was like, it is mine now. Um, apparently it was supposed to be planned from the start for whatever reason. I don't believe that, but it'd be that way. Um, you know, uh, in any case, this is Boruto chapter 52 Baryon mode. Last we left off, uh, Naruto put on his sacrifice play move where he, he merged uh he, he he unlocked a new form with uh with the nine-tailed fox uh and now he's just staring down uh ishiki who's just like what the fuck is this how could he have another form 
this is bullshit. Uh, and we get a little bit more explanation as to what this form really is. Uh, apparently, Kurama explains it like it's supposed to be like nuclear f- fusion. And then he just doesn't explain what that means after Naruto's like, what the fuck is that? So, um, he's just... Yeah, I didn't think the ninja society at this point in time knew what that was either. Why does this they do fox have technology, know? but... Why does this fox know what nuclear fusion is? He's got a master's degree, <laughs> this uh, Kurama. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so apparently the way he describes it is that this mode is like his chakra and Naruto's chakra are serving as the kernels to produce a whole new type of energy. And it's using the surrounding energy around it to, to maintain this, uh, this new energy. So it's not really anything that's known to anybody because this is such a unique thing. Uh, the downside of it is that it's slowly killing Naruto um, and they don't have much long before they can use it. So it's really just a, um, a battle of attrition uh, he's got to take down Ishiki before Naruto, before this form actually ends up killing Naruto. Yeah. Um, or it either kills Kurama, Naruto, or both. So it's also Kurama who's having his life force kind of drained by this whole thing. So it's all that stuff. Um, <laughs> my favorite, like, Ishiki is just staring at Naruto down. And he, he says, I don't care for that look in your eye. Yeah, like you're about to do something. You look way too determined, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put an end to that immediately. Yeah, he, I could dig that. I like the style. Yeah, he pulls up to Naruto. Naruto does like a Goku like from the behind, you know, just to show how. Oh my god! Why he wasn't looking? I was yeah. just like, this is what Masashi came back for. Yeah. Um, yeah. and cool. you know, Ishiki's like trying his best, but you know, this new form of Naruto, he's just like punching him in the face and you know like not uh, stopping him in every turn and it's just like if you have this crazy power now why don't you just use it now before you stop fucking around just like slapping around Ishiki you should just stomp him while you can I guess but um yeah no matter what Ishiki does it doesn't really ever get the best of Naruto he just keeps knocking him around uh and and stuff it's mostly action for the most part uh Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at Kawaki, um, the uh, Asado dude he reminds us that like, oh, this this chakra hand you've got it is it uh it runs on chakra and he's like, yeah, it's specifically Naruto's. And uh, as they talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, Kawaki starts to notice that Naruto's chakra is fading because this arm is linked to Naruto. Uh, so he's like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, and Naruto's power is dropping by the minute it seems um it's it's going down faster so he's faster than he even expected so ishiki is still up but uh as he's about to like make his way towards naruto he just kind of stops in his tracks and he's realized that he's just taking a ton of damage like he's spitting up blood and i guess this is his shadow or something that's just diminishing i'm not sure what this little he's just yeah i thought it was his shadow I guess it's like, supposed to be representative of his chakra, just like Ichigo's uh, jacket <laughs> with the Raiatsu. Yeah, I accept that it. it's cool. I mean, no, it's, I, I was just kind of a clear as like, what is that his shadow or whatever? 
Um, but it turns out, uh, as Karama explains even more, is that like, yeah, this power is immense, but we still wouldn't be able to beat him because the drawbacks are too great. But what we can do is uh, significant. We can uh, our power basically shortens his lifespan every time we hit him too. So it's not like we're beating him. Is that every time we touch him, his time on this earth just goes down that much more. So as he's realizing, uh, he starts realizing this. Ishiki is like, "Whoa! I should have had twenty hours left. I have thirty <laughs> minutes now. What the fuck? <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if you had like you knew that you were like, all right, I'm gonna die in twenty hours, and then all of a sudden it's like thirty minutes. That's awful." Uh, Kurama, and then they start like blitzing him more. It's like, you know what? We might as well just like drain his life force while we can. Uh, they keep, and uh, Ishiki's just trying to get away at this point. He manages to like drop Naruto down to the ground, and he's like, Now I'm down to five minutes. What? Or 10 minutes, right? <laughs> he's like, I should stop touching him. Uh, it's not great. Uh, and he's he starts to sense like a chakra in the distance, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> and he creates a big mm. portal, and he sucks Kawaki into it. Kawaki ends up in the alternate dimension place that they are at, and is like, "Now I've won ha <laughs> I'm gonna take this kid's body for sure now uh pretty smart plan, honestly, I mean, like I guess if he could why didn't he uh, is he just uh, starting to realize that Naruto's chakra has been there. It's weird that he's like honing in on it now. But um Yeah, yeah maybe that's the first time he noticed it. Yeah, he got like, close enough to. Yeah. So, you know, by keying into Naruto's chakra, he was able to hone in on exactly where Kawaki was, teleport him over, and now he's uh I guess he's planning on injecting him with another karma. And uh right as this chapter ends, we get this one panel where Boruto opens his eyes and his eye it's a little strange. Uh, I, it's a little unclear whether it's the Byakugan activating or some Momoshiki power like before. I'm pretty sure it's the Momoshiki situation. Yeah. yeah. It's not Byakugan. It would never be something cool like that. Not yeah. yet, anyway. I mean, God forbid, right? <laughs> God forbid yeah. it was cool. Now, um, this is a pretty lit chapter. Yeah, I liked it, too. Um. What? I liked it. No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I, I, I was about to, but you know what? I feel like there's a time and place, and don't don't worry. I, oh, I'll, right. I'll have more to say about this chapter at a different time. All right. I mean, I thought it was. Uh, I also thought it was a pretty good chapter. I mean, that's... No, I I, I like. I think plot wise, it was it was pretty cool. Um, I didn't expect him. I thought Kawaki was gonna get away. I didn't. <laughs> I thought that that was gonna be a whole another problem in of itself. Mm-hmm. With you know. But maybe possibly Naruto dying while he wasn't even there to do anything about it. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So I I was taken surprised by this. Yeah. Um, the fighting was cool. Yeah. It, it it was. Um. He powered up. He went Super Saiyan three or whatever, and you know. Yeah. Some kicky punchy action. It was. Yeah, I guess this like kind of confirms what Brian was talking about. Um. He was, uh, he was, uh, because we were talking about how, like, Kawaki would want, why would he want to kill Naruto at some point? And that eventually, mm-hmm. like, maybe Karma gets back into him and this is actually Ishiki. So maybe this is how it happens and he gets his Karma back. 
But uh, damn, yeah, it's a real bummer. Um, anyway, that was uh, that was Boruto. Uh, good chapter. I guess it's good to have Kishimoto back. It's too early to tell whether it's a really a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it's it's a strange thing because like the series was just finding its legs, you know. Um, it was like getting its itself together, and now, I guess like it's it might be a period of um of readjustment in a way, because I think Kishimoto was consulting on this series, but I don't know how much creative control he had over it. So, mm. yeah, who knows? But uh, in any case, it is time. I hope he turns his sword into some gu 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 guns. Doctor Stone. Uh, we have two chapters of Dr. Stone uh, from last week and this week. Uh, we'll get through the first of which it is Dr. Stone chapter 174. Uh, the pe- the specter of the Panable Canal. Uh, last we left off, they figured out how to make their boat go faster. They just made sails out of Dr. Chelsea's uh, little weird uh, phosphorite kites. And... Uh, now they're just trying to figure out how to get to these rubber trees so they can make bikes and cheat their way through the land um, and not have to like be chased by sea anymore. So they're trying to make land vehicles at this point. Uh, so the whole point of it is that like they need to get their... They, they come to the conclusion that they need to get Stanley and his crew off their back for a little bit. So they just send the mobile lab. <laughs> they sacrifice the mobile lab that they used to have and uh, they sent it in a different direction, so they'd have to follow it at some point. There's a the team is squarely divided. There's a One Piece reference in this. I don't know if you noticed it, Josh. Um, that I, I no, not at all. But as soon as you said that, I, I automatically knew what you was talking about. Yeah, the, half of the ship the is ship. half of the ship is it's just a machine ship. The other half is the mobile lab was a crewmate team. <laughs> it's made of chrome. The um, sunny, like the sunny was. Like the actually merry go. Um, oh yeah. And Taiju's doing the pose from Alabasta. He's doing like the, you know, when they had the X's on them, and they were all sailing away from Vivi. Oh wow! Yo, <laughs> yeah. When they turned their backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a nice touch. I thought I, I I appreciated that little nod, a little bit of respect, a little parody of the moment. Um, and uh, as they as they continue onward, uh, Stanley sees that they split off into two different vessels, and he kind of knows exactly what they're doing. But at the same time, he can't really risk like saying that it's fully a trap. So he he just follows the mobile lab because he can't he can't take that risk. Um, eventually, the Kingdom of Science team make landfall, and they find the trees uh, to that are used to make rubber. Basically the process is, is that they'd have to extract the sap from these trees and uh, outside from those trees, uh, rubber is basically like latex leaks out of these trees <laughs> and that makes rubber. I didn't know that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know latex came from trees. That's dope. Yeah. That's one of the cool things about Dr. Stone is that you learn a little something every now and then. Um, I appreciate yeah, it. They, they slowed it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like paragraphs and paragraphs are just explaining the science. It's literally just like, here's this cool fun oh, fact. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. 
this is Snapple Fact, the series. And that's when it's yeah. best, when it's just like a chill. You know rubber to come from trees, right? <laughs> that would be cool. Um, like, whoa, didn't know that. No, no. Um, okay, so this is a little cool character moment where Gen, everybody's gathering latex from the tree. Gen walks up to Zeno and he's like, hey, bud, now that you're part of our team, pretty much, because you're a science guy, you can't resist making rubber. So here, take this knife <laughs> and start, you know, getting some uh, latex now. Zeno just looks like science. Um, yeah, you know that. Yeah. You know how I want to do it. And the and the chapter ends where they get enough latex to kind of let it set, and they officially have rubber. Um, the next chapter picks up, Doctor Stone, chapter one hundred and seventy-five, ultra race across South America. Um, the next part of the process is uh, is underway in order to make tires, which is to stretch it out. Uh, Chrome breaks his own nose in the process, uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, now they're at the point where now that they've created the rubber, they have to process it so that it is good to make tires. They they use Taiju's strength to roll the rubber out with sulfur, sulfur and carbon powder. And uh, once they uh, process it, they stamp it to make like the tire tracks, you know. Uh, and they their tires are done, and that was cool. Like a cool little way is this is how tires are made. Um, that's the real value of, like, I guess, Dr. Stone is just, like, if you're a younger reader and you're into science, this is kind of like a, um, a, oh, this a good is informative you, thing. Man. Hmm? Yeah. This is, this is your Bakuman. For real. <laughs> you're a manga writer. <laughs> um, but in any case. Yeah, I shield the field football player. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, meanwhile, back on sea, Stanley's crew f- catches up to the mobile lab and blow it up. And then they realized nobody was on it, and they were like, "Fuck! I know, I knew it, but we had to do it. You know, we had to. We couldn't take that chance." So, they they double back into land, and uh, meanwhile, the Kingdom of Science make it onto Ecuador, where the this is the place where they're supposed to leave the ship behind, create their ve- land vehicles, and, and storm off. Um, and basically, what they're gonna do is make one big bike and five baby bikes. So, you know. Baby, baby, um, Chrome is like, how are we gonna do that? We still need six whole engines, and apparently they ripped like a boiler and six engines from the boat because I guess the boat had six engines. I don't know if that's a thing about boats where they have multi- more than one engine, but that's pretty cool. Uh, if only Brian was here to look at that up real quick. <laughs> if only we had a producer. Yeah. Um, because Lord knows, this iPad does not move fast enough to figure that <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, Tell you that. Yeah. And I'm too busy having fun with these sound boards. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> oh, so Stanley and the crew pulls up, too. <laughs> yeah, Stanley and the crew pull up. Um, they said it. Yeah. They are ready. They're like, they're all armored up. They're about to fuck this boat up. And then that's when. Uh, the D- Kingdom of Science fucking motor gang bursts through the fucking ship wall and, you know, motor their way away. Senku is hype because he made motorcycles. Um, and that's where the chapter ends. Um, and Stanley could not believe it. He's like, they made fucking si- motorcycles, dude? Damn. But, uh, yeah, that was like Dr. Nobody, Stone. not one of them even in, the, you know, imagine that. That was what they were going <laughs> to see when they pulled up to that boat and confronted them. Yeah. 
<laughs> the, the, Believable. Most, mostly they were like confused. Like, oh, these are 14-year-old people. These are 14-year-old children just making motorcycles. Cool. You know. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess I should quit now because there's no way I can catch up to these 14-year-olds who make motorcycles. Um, these were a couple of good Dr. Stone chapters to read where it's not like... it's. I guess it's the antithesis of the last one we did where it was just like, here's a billion paragraphs, but here's like yeah. simple science that doesn't really uh, intimidate you and, and just like make you be like, whoa, that's a lot of words. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then some nice plot and... Very pretty, very pretty pictures. Very good character, you know, funny moments where uh, you know Chrome yeah. breaks his nose and his and all that stuff. And they have like that little One Piece thing. It's one of my favorite panels of the week. Oh it? man, yeah, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> it's so funny. But um, that was Doctor Stone. It is time to randomize. Son of the bitch. Chainsaw Man. Uh, we are starting with Chainsaw Man chapter ninety three. You and crappy movies. Last we left off, Denji was contemplating his existence and the meaning behind it. Uh, and now... You know, like the average teen would. Yeah. And now he's looking at the TV as uh, people from all over the world are praising him, especially girls. And that's when he really loses his like his, his mind. He goes, oh my god, the ladies really love me. Um, <laughs> the old man just wakes up and is, is like... I like the progression of the panels where he's just like, pipe down. Just regular. And then Denji goes over to him and he's like, I'm tired of just eating toast with jam. What I really want is is to eat steak for breakfast every morning. And, every uh, morning. He says, I know it shouldn't. I know it's terrible, but it's the same when it comes to girls, too. Deep down, I want five, no, ten girlfriends. I want to have <laughs> tons of sex. <laughs> Speak your truth, Denji. <laughs> Salute. As you should, King. Uh, and uh, he closes out his big speech by saying, that's why I want to be Chainsaw Man. <laughs> it's a straight up. I want to I be cool. He and Mineta have a lot in common. <laughs> this is literally Mineta's whole thing. It's just like, I want to be cool so I can have lots of ladies. Um. The old man is just staring at him like, hmm. well, if you draw attention to yourself, you're asking to get killed by Makima. The next time she turn, you turn into Chainsaw Man is the day she kills you. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I guess everybody sleeps on it, but Denji's still watching the TV as uh, the news is obsessed with Chainsaw Man. And he's watching it, and he's just like, I still want to be Chainsaw Man. Uh, but the only way to do that is I guess I got to kill Makima in order to go through that, so... How am I going to do that? And the more he thinks about Makima, even after everything that he, she's done to him, he still likes her. Man. <laughs> relatable king. <laughs> <laughs> relatable king. <laughs> At least he know he ain't shit. Yeah. It's all right. We all got to go there at one point in life. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day comes through and they're at, uh, we open to a cemetery <clears throat> And, I mean, unexpectedly, Chainsaw Man is just standing there waiting as Makima and her goons roll through. Um, she's like, what, seven deep? She's like a thousand deep in the souls of all those who have passed. And, yeah. Uh, Denji's got, he, Denji's in his Chainsaw Man form, but it's in, like, his, like, 
first form Chainsaw Man where he's not like in that armor, all that yeah. stuff. He's just got his the one that we've known mm-hmm. uh, for a while now. I kind of missed it. Yeah, so with the tie. Yeah, I I always like this design. Um, Makima just looks at him and is like, "You look quite feeble now. Did you come here expressly to die for me?" And... Expressly. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and uh, basically, Denji just like gets up and asks her, "In this ultra perfect world you're gonna make, will there still be crappy movies?" And she's like, "Personally, I believe the world would be better if bad movies cease to exist." And Denji is just like, "Guess I gotta kill you after all." Then the fuck is that supposed to mean? No. What? I mean, there's plenty of shitty movies I've seen when I was younger that I, I thought were awesome, man. That's probably why. <laughs> he doesn't want mm. Makima to get rid of Transformers and Transformers 2 and Transformers you know, 3. And, and the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes. Please don't touch Spider-Man 3. I love Sandman and Venom. I mean, it, it was cool. I liked it. <laughs> and I really liked the scene when it was in the alleyway. Yeah, he's like, Andrew and he Garfield. Was the high goblin. Andrew you know Garfield is an underrated Spider-Man. When I was, you know, I just like the movies. I don't care about nothing else. They're cool when they come on. They're not that bad. Then, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't die on no hill for it. I'll tell you mm, that. No, I, I guess I wouldn't either. Definitely not for no f- Toby fucking McGuire. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I've I've been wanting to see those movies again, and I wonder if they like age well. I haven't seen them in like five years, ten years. Have, <laughs> There's a funny YouTube video out that's uh, called Worse Than You Remember. <laughs> and, and it covers that. I, I'm a, Yeah, I mean, I they don't have them on really any street. I think, like, Netflix has Spider-Man 3 somehow for some reason. But that's about it. Uh, I'd like to know if these movies age well. <laughs> but it, in my opinion. But in any case, that was uh, Chainsaw Man Chapter 93. And we move on to today's chapter which is Chainsaw Man, Chapter 94, uh, Chainsaw Man versus the hu- the Weapon Humans, again. Uh, so, I mean, this chapter wastes no time. They're about to get it popping. No more talking. Mm-hmm. Zombies sprout out of the ground. Um, Denji makes a counterattack. He just shoves his chainsaw arms into the ground and just blasts the ground behind him. Pretty sick. He throws a chunk of the ground at everybody. But uh, the two sword devils uh, transform and cut the the ground into into bits. Chainsaw Man cleaves through them. It's just so cool. He casually cuts the uh, both the whip demon and the bomb devil. Uh, Quan Chi yeah. gets her head cut off. Uh, I get. I think this, no, that's not yet. It happens eventually, but you know. The zombies all mob him, and they're like, and the flamethrower devil is like, he's considerably weaker than before. And uh, Makima says that because the chains, the world has accepted Chainsaw Man, he's gonna be way weaker. So you know, we can. There's no need to fear, and uh, that's where they're wrong because Denji just like kind of digs his way out, but flamethrower man uh, just blast like sets the entire pile on fire. Um, noise. But chains, like, sprout out of the zombies. Uh, and he Spider-Mans his way out of the fucking uh, the, the <laughs> pile of zombies. And yeah. he cuts the flamethrower man. But Quan Chi dodge, uh, 
protect Makima. Splits his head open. <laughs> yeah. Right through the middle. Yeah. I like sick. that one. That was a nice kill. Yeah. He, there, there he manages to decapitate Quan Chi. Uh, Again, not, she's staying her head cut off. Oh well, she didn't go out without like dealing some blasts onto Denji. Um, yeah, because she like you know impales him several times with her arrows, and uh, as Denji is actually dying, he lo- he technically loses this battle. Um, that's when Makima stands be- above him, does the bang thing to her hand, and lets Denji drink her blood, and says, "Wake up, Denji." I'll kill you personally. Trade blows with me. Hey. Hey, nice. <laughs> there you go, Denji. There you go. You go do you, bro. That was Chainsaw. He's just dude. playing dead, you know? Yeah, he's playing possum, dude. He's uh, he's just trying to get the the blood so he can get back up to fighting. Um, <laughs> these were interesting. I mean, like, the action scenes, awesome. Um, very cool. Not as, like, extreme as when he was in his full Chainsaw Man form. But uh, yeah, still fun. He was splitting wigs left and right. This was a little... Uh, it was, I like when he put his, his chains into the ground. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, this was going to be a much more uh, creative bout, but, you know, it, it boils down to hacking and slashing, and I ain't mad. No, neither do I. It's a, it's a great... Um, it's still great art and great action. <laughs> God bless you. God Excuse bless me. you. Uh, it's still great action art, all that stuff. I I liked it when he Spider Man his way out of the pile of zombies. Yeah, slingshot cool. himself. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I had a good time with that. Um, yeah, overall, fun fun chapters. Uh, I wonder what the fight is between him and Makima is going to be. It's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, if that's all you got to say, Josh. Yeah. Then I'm Sorry, ready okay. to move on. That was Chainsaw Man. It's time. Two randomized. Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 130, the Shibuya incident. We should have had two chapters of this, but last week, uh, I don't know what happened, but they decided to just throw bonus. Us, yeah, they just decided to throw us a weird bonus non-canonical chapter so it's a uh, we're we're back to the story here uh this is 130 last we left off uh mahito was attempting to create a new uh, uh not a new uh a, a domain his activate his domain within 0.2 seconds so he can real fast take out um both toto and itadori um and now it's just like kind of the reactions within this 0.2 seconds Toto's defense against the domain was a simple domain he inherited from Yuki Tsukumo. Uh, Yuji was even faster. He was already on his way towards Mahito uh, to yeah. exercise him before the activation of his uh, his uh, domain. But Mahito was just too fast. He had already activated his cursive technique. Um, he just basically did like boiled down a two-step process into one. And... Mm. Uh, he, he he through the activated quirk he sees Sukuna and Sukuna for whatever reason can't get to him uh i i don't remember why i don't, i'm not exactly sure why he can't i think basically this is happening in a very very fast time mm-hmm. but Sukuna needs to i think what's going on is that 
he Sukuna's like, wow, you really gonna do this again? He's like, man, you need to relax because I'm out to smoke Itadori before you can even switch back. Yeah. This is happening even. I believe that this is happening even faster than what's actually going on with the Move with the outside. domain expansion. Yeah. That's the only thing that that makes sense to me. And then, I mean, we cut back to like real time. Toto's arm starts to like freak out, and uh, he. Uh, he manages to cut one of Toto's hands off. Uh, man, that made me sad. I was like, Toto, no! I thought he did both. Yeah, he couldn't. He cut his own hand. Oh off. no, you're right. You're right. My bad. So, it, so it wouldn't transform. Um, so he wouldn't die, you know, or lose his whole arm. I mean, anyway. full partner, but it should be called Gangster Time. Yeah, it's <laughs> just the greatest. Uh, Bro, only in anime. There's no way I would have died. <laughs> I would have lost my whole body. There's no way. I, I would have struggled to do it with just my fingers. Even if you resolved to do it, even if you would have were to actually end up deciding it, it would take you a little too long. Where you'd have that first thought where like, damn, my hand. Oh, <laughs> damn. And it's already <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking you That's when you die. This is just like... Mojito's, oh, a, Mojito's a dangerous guy, man. Yeah, so he, he cuts off the thing and... Uh, Toto is like now open. He has one hand. Uh, he just used the other to cut the other. So he's like in the middle of a motion. Uh, and Mahito just steps up to him and does the black flash on him, sending Mahito flying. But Toto, again, it's called partner, but it should be called gangster time, stops in his tracks. He's bleeding profusely, but it did not kill him because he uh, concentrated all of his cursed energy into his stomach. To minimize the damage, I come on. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he he he's yeah. We know what time he's on. And uh, this, he loves. and it doesn't stop. Toto just continues to be the best because as Mahito tries again, he's like, "Well, I can still do the thing." He can't clap his hands. It's time to catch him with this idle transfiguration. But, Yo, I, that was so late. Yeah, he know. He's his own. He was dying his hand like. Ah. Yeah, Mahito gets distracted by his locket falling down to the ground. That has Mahito and this girl <laughs> inside in his locket. Itadori, you mean? Oh, my bad. Uh, yeah, it has a picture of Itadori and uh, this girl that I guess rejected him in that color page. I don't remember if this character in his locket was explained ever. But, mm. um, yeah. And in that moment of distraction, Toto claps Mahito's hand and activates his cursed technique, which allows him to switch with Itadori, who's already in the middle of the Black Flash, knocks Ita- knocks Mahito straight in his face, and Itadori uh, Toto actually manages to escape with uh, just like a little bit of a blistery thing on his hands. Uh, he didn't lose his other hand, which is pretty sick. Uh, yeah, I guess because you know it's, he teleported him, so it, mm-hmm. it couldn't. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He, it was too fast. He, yeah. Too fast. Yeah, there you go. Uh, And Toto, but Toto is kind of out of commission right now. Uh, So it's up to Itadori. Itadori tries to storm him, but uh, this guy, uh, Mahito, creates a new polymorphic soul isomer to distract him for a minute. And um, he seems to, like, finally be able to transform into his final form. Mahito does. Whoa. and he does idle transfiguration, instant spirit body of distorted killing. And it's he's got a tail now. Uh, 
it's pretty cool. It's uh, he doesn't have a face either. Yeah, he looks like all, all for one now. Uh, it's, it's yeah, pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, and that's his skin on the in the background. He just left like he exploded out of his husk. Yeah, he Orochimaru'd his way out of his husk, and uh, he's like, "Now Whoa. this is my real form." He says, "How about wishing me a happy birthday, Itadori?" Oh man, uh, this was a great chapter. Uh, I I haven't decided. Yo, on shit keeps getting more dire. What the hell? For real? Uh, such like a... how many times do they gotta catch him with this move, man? Mm. It was it was really cool. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually just like very excited to see where this goes because I don't know if Mahito's gonna go down here, but um, in any case, yeah, I, great set of chapters, so much action. Uh, so very excited. What did you think, Josh? Okay, I wanted to take a moment to bring up what I mentioned earlier about Naruto and what I wanted to talk about. Right. Um. Jujutsu Kaisen is probably a really rough, rough series to compare action to in general, right? But I think a lot of the newer series handle combat really well, where, you know, it, it's kind of bang, bang and not drawn out, but it's also kind of smart and and and, and uh, planned out or whatever, I guess to say. Mm-hmm. When, when Naruto, I feel like I was looking at Dragon Ball Z and it's just kind of <laughs> annoying. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to put a damp on the, on the, on the whole entire chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool. It was entertaining. I liked what I did like about it, but come on. If the original guy is going to come back, I got to see some of that action we used to see, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It wasn't even like, even like, it wasn't even the smart characters, you know, everybody had some type of trick up their sleeve or some type of, I want, I want, I want them to get back to that, man. What Porto? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's just the. Uh, it's something that Kishimoto started, but a lot of artists have like perfected in a way where, like, now everybody has a very complex battle system, or like the best manga usually do that they. It's more yeah. like our powers are more intricate. Everything's like more layered, um, and Jujutsu Kaisen is kind of like the pinnacle of that in jump at least um where it's got a very organized system and it's very fun in that way it's <clears> while <throat> still maintaining to be like cool beat em up type of way he he managed to make a like a very sophisticated beat em up story um, yeah but uh yeah so much fun um that was jujutsu kaisen for me and i i i'd like to like uh apologize cuz i ran over the first audience rgc uh, it was not Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> it was actually Chainsaw okay. Man, chapter ninety-two. Oh, wow. Won Again? last week. It won last week. So uh, let me give it. It's RGC. certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. The other RGC will be revealed later. Um, but yeah, that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Very close to being the RGC for me. But uh, in any case, that. Was that? Let us randomize. Hmm. Dragon Ball Super. Alright, so I had high hopes a little bit. I, I feel like this is a familiar thing with me. Is that I uh, I put an expectation on something and, you know, it was, it's it, not that it was, like, disappointed, but it wasn't 
it didn't ta- it it wasn't people taking an opportunity, I guess. Um, but this is Dragon Ball Super Chapter sixty six Moro Consumer Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. Last we left off, uh, Moro fused himself with the Earth, and because he couldn't handle the sheer power that he had absorbed, even the Earth can't handle it. He's de- he's destined to just explode at some point. So to stop that, he to like kind of mitigate that, he's taken the energy of everybody who's currently living on Earth. Um, and what ensues is like kind of funny little angles where he's just the ground sending a bunch of punches towards Goku. <laughs> um, and Goku's like not still not struggling, but he doesn't know what to do at this point because he can't exactly destroy Moro. Because that will mean destroying the Earth. So Moro looks so happy. Yeah, Moro's thrilled. He's just like, yeah, my body is the planet itself. You have nowhere to run. Um, and at that, at this point, they're just like, we and the others are talking about is like, well, is there a way? And Krillin asks, is like, is there any way we could stop this? And he's like, and Weiss is like, yeah, you can. But can Goku do it is the problem. And Beerus, for the first time, surprisingly, is like, well, looks like I, I have no choice. I have to do it. It's a special case. But don't tell anyone. Uh, <laughs> if, and if, if the other gods of destruction see me doing this, then, you know, I'd be in big trouble. Because, you know, Whis and Beerus are supposed to be um, impartial to whatever they're doing. They're not supposed to. In fact, Beerus, his whole purpose is to destroy planets. Um, but now he's saving one. But then all of a sudden... Uh, Whis gets a transmission, and he is re- and he reveals that Beerus has been summoned to the Grand Priest, who is, I guess, the the little Supreme Kai looking dude that works for the Zenos, the essentially the gods of the universe for real, the top pinnacle, the strongest things in known in this universe. And uh, apparently, they're summoning him so they can talk about Merus. So, you know, because he kind of like they they realized that he phased out of existence by doing a good thing for people for being yeah. partial to uh to one side or the other. Before they go though, Whis pulls up to Goku and he's like the only way to defeat Moro is to coincidentally and very conveniently shatter the thing on his forehead. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we could have figured that out at some point. <laughs> yeah, he'd shoot it with a arrow. Yeah. <laughs> That's his weak point. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's like, Hey, have faith in your own strength, you could do it. We gotta bounce. Good luck. And uh he he and Beerus uh fly away. Uh Moro <laughs> starts to stand up in his weird rock form. I don't know if he can really. He doesn't really ever manage it. He's just like halfway up. Like kinda lifting himself <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of funny, I guess, but um, that's when Vegeta pulls up and uses his um, his thing that he learned from um, from those people. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember their names. This yeah, when he trained and pulled up and made us think he was going to be the hero. Yeah, I mean, it stalls out Moro for a minute, um, but Moro shrinks the little thing on his forehead because he, also he knows that if they destroy that, he's doomed. <laughs> So there's some really derpy pictures here, and I'm I'm for it. I mean, I like, like this it. one right here. 
in the corner. Yeah, he's like, there's another one coming. That's pretty good. His eyes. <laughs> Um, he tries to hide the thing, but Vegeta, using his new powers, force him to open it back up. And he's like, do it, Kakarot. And Goku tries to go for it, but then he gets, he eventually like just gets caught up. He punches through so many layers of Moro's earth hands that it just eventually morphs around him and, and holds him in his tracks. Um, and Moro has like just absorbed too much of his power for him to hold on to Ultra Instinct anymore. So he just zoinks out becomes normal again um, Damn. and uh you can pretty much guess what's gonna happen next um goku's friends pop up and he's like give him our energy and then uh piccolo also tells everybody to uh in the lookout to transfer their energy over to goku what's tenzin there hmm? that's tenzin what's his name Tenzin. No. tien tien Tien. Why is Tien there? Tien's always there. Why is... Wait, who's Tien? Wait, who are you referring to as Tien? The, and the wolf the dude gang the guy. Time. Why the fuck are they there? What kind of energy are they going to give to Goku? Just any energy. They don't want that dirt shit. That's like putting regular gas in the tank. They don't need none of that shit. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, put some... It's diesel. Yeah. Uh, everybody starts giving Goku his energy. Um, it's uh, It's still not exactly enough. He still needs more. He can't get back into Ultra Instinct this way. Uh, Jocko. Oh, wow. Jocko I, fucks I see off. what's going on. Yeah. Jocko fucks off for a minute, and then he he, make, he makes it over to the lookout where he asks for Majin Buu. Um, and uh, Goku's continuing to get crushed. Uh, I guess Moro's Earth body has pecs now <laughs> at this point, and he's just crushing Goku where he is. Another derp face appears. It's pretty funny. Uh, his eyes are all bugged out. He's lost his mind. He's basically not even Moro anymore. Uh, and when all hope is lost, they look up and there's this great collection ball of energy just hovering above them. And it's like, who the fuck did that? And uh, we learn immediately, which is pretty nice that <laughs> I didn't hold on to this. But apparently, uh, Majin Buu in his new, like in his regular Kai form, has tracked down where Oob is. And Oob's the one who transferred his energy over to Goku. Wow. Which is an incredible amount. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, he's still really young. This is before Pam. Mm -hmm. GT and all of that. Okay. Yep. Um, this is cool. I, I, I'll i get into specifics about how I felt about this, but I like the idea of Oob. It's a thing I didn't see coming uh, or a plot point that, was, that I, I expected at any point in time right now so it's cool to include him it's a it's a good twist i imagine but uh using oops power um they infuse goku with all the energy he needs which allows him to make this cool ultra instinct construct and he basically wrestles earth moro to the ground as his regular self goes up right up to that like forehead crystal and shatters it with his bare fist killing moro once and for all so mm -hmm. it's over. Goku gives his thumbs up. Um, good guys win, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't, ha I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, and I guess what I meant earlier about, I guess expectations being built up is that last time we were talking about Dragon Ball Super, I was figuring that this was gonna be like some kind of weird cosmic lesson for Goku, where, or at least he's gonna start questioning 
like his decisions to give people a second chance, which I'm not necessarily like rooting for, but I'm also thinking it's an interesting way to challenge Goku's character and give him something to think about. And to be honest, this arc technically isn't over. There needs to be like a little bit of a closure, like a third act falling action type of deal. Yeah. So maybe then is when he'll be like, wow, I really fucked up by just letting this guy walk. And maybe I need to like pick my battles a little better because that almost got really bad. Um, Yeah. What if we didn't find Oob real quick? Yeah. Uh, On the subject of Oob. um, Yeah. I I liked it. They, they built up to Oob in super, which was nice uh, because the story takes the story. Dragon Ball Z ends with Oob being found by Goku. Um, in Super, we find out that Whis told him about Oob, and that's how he knew about him and why he went to the tournament to meet him. So it was good that Oob was mentioned in Super so we can, like, this isn't just, like, a twist that came out of nowhere. It makes <clears throat> sense. The idea of Goku winning by everybody giving his energy, it's pretty repetitive in terms of what Dragon Ball does. Um, uh, at least it was in the spirit bomb again. I mean, this is one of the reasons I really wish Brian was here because he would like. I would really want to hear. Well, what to make doing. him walk at the trail of shame. For, Not really. For being I so know, excited for the series. <laughs> I want to know how he feels about it, really, because it's. Uh, he was a very strong advocate for the series. If you've been listening to the podcast, every time we've covered Super, we've always been like, Brian, you're hoping too much, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess like it's Super's biggest crime is just not reinventing itself in any unique or interesting way at least for this arc because there are moments it's not all of super but there are some cool things in super but yeah it's this which is basically a clone of like the cell saga and it ends the same way the kid boo saga ends you know it's just everybody giving goku their energy he does this big energy thing and bad guys defeated but i guess we'll see i mean you know maybe next week Moro's still alive, and then Vegito gets to do his thing. Got to hold out hope for Brian, <laughs> for Brian. But um, that was a uh, super. Do you want to say anything before I move on? I don't know. <laughs> see him, see him, Moro. Deuces. He got Betsy. <laughs> yeah, it's time to randomize. One piece. Mm. All right. We have two chapters of One Piece, which, first of all, is very exciting. Sasaki. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, we're starting off with One Piece chapter 995, Kunoichi's Oath. Um, last we left Kunoichi. off. Last we left off, I think that was the chapter where Yamato stood her ground against uh, Sasaki. <clears throat> uh, we also learned that Big Mom is, uh, is fighting Marco, and we open with that with the battle between Big Mom and Marco. Uh, Big Mom's flames are kind of losing to Marco because his Phoenix fire is a little stronger than her soul fire stuff. So she grabs, she manages to grab him though. um, And she tells Prospero to uh, Hawkeye him from the side. And uh, Prospero is just like, ha ha, you, (laughs) sorry about this, Marco. I'm going to have to kill you now. But then he gets slizzized by the Shilong versions of, uh, of Wanda and Carrot. They just come in and slash his face real fast. It's you, Gara. (laughs) It is you, Gara. Yeah. And, uh, they got beef with him because it was 
it was this guy that uh that uh, Pedro blew himself up to take out. Yeah, it's funny because Paris Sparrow's like, man, that nigga blew himself up. Y'all mad over nothing. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Like, bro, come on. <laughs> he cost me an arm, you know? Um, So, yeah, they're going to stay behind and take care of Prospero while Marco, they tell Marco to go after Big Mom, um, which is cool. Meanwhile, back at the performance floor, uh, Zoro and X-Drake are chasing after Scratch Manapu, who has the antidote for the uh, Ice Oni bullets the ice only playgrounds uh he's just running for his life because queen just threw him some neck shit it's like keep this away from everybody for an hour and everybody who's been shot will die eventually uh he pretty much like evades most people but zoro and x-drake of course are way harder to get rid of so it's it's really funny that like scratch Monopoly is like you can't team up at me at the same time and zoro's like i don't even want to fight you i just want to get up there help keenan but I got to get the fucking cure from you. You're like a detour, essentially. Yeah, bro. So pass that up. Yeah. And X-Drake is just like, and I've just hated you. This is just funsies for me. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a little upset about Scratch Man. I pulled, man. I, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I mean, he's not down yet. This kind of character. He's holding he's not down yet. He's holding, but nah, to be I, fair, I he's holding his own. ally, I guess. He's holding his own against uh, both Zoro and X-Drake, which is pretty cool. At least, like, he's not getting bodied. Sure, Um, but they're not really fighting, fighting, are they? Not yet, I guess. Well, Drake is, but he's lame, so... (laughs) You think Drake is giving it his all? Yep. (laughs) This is his his maximum 100% form. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. Uh, Be serious right now. Apparently, Brooke was shot with the Ice Oni. Uh, playgrounds, and he's like, "Wait, why aren't I turning into the Ice Oni?" And uh, Chopper's like, "It's because you're dead. It's because you have no, um, you have no bone, you have no skin, and you have no blood warmth." And he's like, "Oh shit, that means I'm invisible. Sick." Uh, mm. Yeah, Chopper's like, basically, like the virus gets spread because the body gets chilled, possibly from the inside. What could this virus be? And then Robin notices, is like, "Chopper, your arm." And Chopper's actually been shot by the Ice Oni thing. So he's actually dying, and he never even realized it. Um, this is my favorite thing. Is Brooke has no faith or hope. His immediate <laughs> thing is like, Chopper's going to die! Immediately. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the fight against Ulti and Page One is not going great. Usopp's using uh, his, his Green Star Devil, and that didn't work out pretty well. Uh, Ulti... He he's just like throwing everything he's got, but Ulti manages to bypass all of that and do like a Miss uh Miss Merry Christmas style headbutt to the fucking dome. Usopp's face cracks in a very nostalgic. His way. nose. Yeah, his nose, his skull, just like when he got hit in the face with the bat by Mr. Four. It's a little callback mm-hmm. to that, I figured. And then he falls to the ground. Uh evil Knievel Usopp just like taking the most extreme <laughs> the most extreme fucking blows. Um, Nami is on the ground. She can't take no more. Uh, and Ulti approaches her and is like, "That now speak. I'm on a short fuse. You know why? Because your captain said to Master Kaido, I'm going to be king of the pirates. So, yeah, that's making me sick. So before you die, I want you to say that my captain will never be king of the pirates. And, uh, Nami says, um, okay, I'll say it. Luffy will never. And this is 
we'll talk about this moment later. I felt some type of way about this, where Usopp in his head is like, just like, just that's it, Nami. Just lie to her. The wrong word will be the end of your life. Yeah. Just, just lie. And uh, Nami just can't do it. She just looks up and she says, "Luffy will never stop until he's king of the pirates," which makes Ulti pissed off even more. She's about to finish her off, but that's when uh, Otama comes through. And remember, this is a little girl that can like if anybody if animals eat her weird face dumplings, she can take control over them and command whatever animal eats uh, her face dumplings. So the weird uh, Komachiyo dog comes through and saves Nami in the nick of time. Um, And I guess for this moment, I'll say about Usopp, this is, I don't know, I'm not, I, this is the one time where I was like, hmm, I don't like this moment from this one arc. I feel like it was a regression as opposed to... In both of them, right? Well, Almost. I mean, I, I don't mind that they are both, like, beaten right now because I feel like there's their time is still to come. They still have a lot of time to just kind of, like, turn the fight around or whatever. Yeah. But to have, like, Usopp specifically, especially in that moment where he gets his head knocked out and um, it, it, in Alabasta, he couldn't say that, you know? Like, that was the whole thing about um, Usopp back in that fight is that he's the one who, after getting knocked out and everybody started laughing because Luffy was supposed to be destroyed at the time by Crocodile, he's the one who stood up from having his skull fractured to say that Luffy will be king of the pirates. There's no way Crocodile's taking him down. So... It feels very strange in this moment that he would go back on that. Mm. It feels like a step backwards for him. Um, well, maybe for Nami, he was saying to, he was like he wanted Nami to just lie mm-hmm. so that nothing would happen to her. Maybe he didn't care if it happened to him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I, I guess like um, time will tell. I, it felt like weird in the moment, and maybe I'm like looking into it a little bit. I would have liked them to actually fight more. <laughs> I would have liked that to be a nice little two-on-two, but you can't always have it your way. I'm learning that <laughs> many series, and I'm not about to fly off the handle for One Piece because I know how they give it up with their events. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not over. Usopp's not entirely out of the game, so maybe he'll have his redemption moment. Um, I'm hoping that will be it, is that in that moment, like when he gains consciousness again, where he starts to feel a little bit of shame for, like, his still cowardice and maybe this is the moment we're building up to where Usopp gets braver for real where where he's yeah if even this little girl could be that brave that just saved his ass mm-hmm. because like it's funny like I, I thought about I was thinking about Usopp's arc and it's starting to remind me a lot of like Megumi from uh, Food Wars mm. where for a long time Megumi was like this underdog character that never won and I always thought that they were building up to a massive win for her, and that just never came, which was a massive disappointment because Megumi was probably my favorite character in that series. Mm-hmm. But um, I hope that the same doesn't happen for Usopp. I, I'm sure it won't. <laughs> I would never doubt Oda-sensei. But uh, I, I just hope that it doesn't do that because like, the longer you delay these little moments of progression the higher the expectation becomes for it to be fulfilled later. Like you start running out of time for it to be a more natural progression. So maybe I'm just reading into it too much. Um, but anyway, 
that's just my concern. And uh, we're going to start off with our next chapter, One Piece, chapter 966, Island of the Strongest. Um, we start off immediately where we left off. Uh, Usopp is being carted away on the weird demon dog thing from Wano. Um, he's he's alive, but he is just like concussed out of his mind. Uh, yeah. And speaking gibberish. Yeah. Uh, Otama's little animals that she has control of are, are holding back Ulti and Page One. Um, yeah, right. These these animals are giving it up filthier than uh, than these two pirate hat crew. Uh, I mean, straw hat pirate crew members. Are. Yeah. This bad bone with a sword. Come on. <laughs> of course, Oda. You I know. get it. Animals are the best, and they can't be beat. Um, meanwhile, you win. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the right brain tower, Yamato is still fighting Sasaki and his forces. Um, she's just taking cannonballs like nor- like nothing. Um, and yeah, she's. How about she's just like yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I can't. I have no words to describe it, man. She's just tanking them. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's all right. My constitution is. Is that I could t- I could hold these down? You see who my dad is. You know my body. Yeah. Um, and Shinobu is just like, yo, if you're a samurai, make up your mind, abandon me, and save Momonosuke. And she's like, no, Kozuki Odin would never do that. So Sasaki gets tight. Probably wouldn't be struggling either, but sure. Eh, you know, <laughs> we can't all be Odin. I guess that's aside the point. Yeah. Sasaki says, if you can't, if you can protect dead weight. If you think you can protect dead weight while also fighting me, I take that as an insult, Master Yamato. Um, and I think, like, she's about to go into her, like, real power form. I'm thinking that she's a dragon of some kind as well. But mm. just as she's about to transform, that's when uh, Frankie pop pulls up in his big mech suit. And uh, one of the numbers is chasing him. Uh, he... he, uh, he he tricks the he dodges one of the numbers attacks, which causes the floor to just be busted underneath them. Um, and Yamato starts falling into the hole. Frankie is like on the ledge of the hole, and as they all fall, uh, he she looks up to Frankie. And she's like, "Yo, take care of these two. I'm gonna take care of Sasaki and the rest." But uh, one moment, I can at least take out that one. And she's referring to the fucking number. Um, she uses, and I think this is just like some kind of weird hockey thing where she's able to just blast armament hockey directly up. That's my thing. Or yeah. maybe like King Conqueror hockey where she can just like not just use it as a projectile air force, like an airbender. That would be fire. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Ho- hopefully they'll break it down a little bit more, especially if she's like a dragon. That means she's probably just, it probably has something to do with a force she could shoot out. Yeah, I think like because I see the little black electricity lines thing that Oda usually uses to signify hockey, I think yeah. that's what it is. It's just like she could just use projectile hockey with. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. I think it's just. Oh yeah, no, you're not saying that it's so strong that it creates that that strong of a win. You're saying like no, the hockey itself yeah. is probably getting launched. Yeah, it's like. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's like armament hockey or something that she could. Yeah, shoot. like she's like she's like she's using that club as a baseball bat and smacking like yeah projectiles at him. That's pretty cool. It yeah. is pretty cool. I'm very into it. Thunder, bagua. Yeah, <laughs> thunder bagua. Um, yeah. The number is taken out. Frankie is like, who is this mystery person? Um. <coughs> so she lands to the ground. I thought she threw Shinobu and Momonosuke at them, but at Frankie, but. 
I guess not. Um, she just left Frankie to take down Sasaki, so it's going to be Frankie versus Sasaki. I'm okay with that, too. Uh, <laughs> I like Frankie. It's cool to see him have uh, actual battles. Uh, and then we cut over to the second ba- basement floor with where Law is taking out some guy and arrives at a Poneglyph, but not the red one, just a regular Poneglyph. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start to he starts to get. I mean, those are still pretty a uh, pretty big deal. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's not the one they were looking for though, which is important. Oh yeah. Um. So he walks up to, as he's walking up to this Poneglyph. He starts to remember that Cora said, um, that the people of the D are known as the enemies of the God. Um, and we cut back to a flashback of a new scene where he tells Robin his real name, uh, and he's the only one. And Robin's the only person he trusted to tell that to. And when you think about it, yeah, I don't know how many people actually know that that that's what his name is outside of um, Baby Five and um, and that fucking spin kid from uh, Doflamingo's yeah. crew, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, Luffy's uh, Robin's like Luffy doesn't really find the the D name to be fascinating, but I think it's pretty sick. Um, hmm. Yeah, she is the archaeologist of the squad, so Yeah. So she so Law is like, so the only way to do this is to follow the redstones. And she's like, Yeah, that means being the four emperors, but you know, not that they'll make it easy. Um when Law finds it, he's like, No, not this one. I need a redstone. Um and he says to himself, Hey Cora, I've made up my mind. I want to know the meaning of this checkered fate. Uh I don't I hope this doesn't mean he's going to end up betraying the crew. I doubt it. <laughs> but Who's Cora? Cora's uh his little his like brother figure from remember Doflamingo's brother that had like these Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that that was his name. Yeah. His real name is Rosinante, but he called him so he was like the heart of uh of Doflamingo's yeah. crew because they're all named after cards. Um he was Corazon. Um but anyway, we cut back to the third floor, and Eustace Kid has just been magnetizing all of the scrap metal in the castle, I guess to make just a massive metal fist to smack Kaido in the face with. <laughs> uh, which yeah, I, you, I owed you this one. Yeah, which I... Way earlier. You gotta love Kid's style. <laughs> I'm gonna smack this dude with the biggest hand I can make. Uh, meanwhile, Kaido is just having his way with the Ayakaza Samurai, but... Dendro oh, yeah. manages to stab him on the side and draw some blood on him, but you know he takes him out too, and Kaido is standing over the so far defeated samurai. Um, so they're not doing great. <laughs> no. And on the performance floor, Big Mom finally catches up with the rest of the crew. Chopper is halfway on an, an ice oni. Very sad. And um, but it turns out Big Mom isn't interested in what's going on down there. She's going straight up to where Kaido is. Uh, Luffy is on the second floor right now, running. And uh, as Sanji is running with him, he starts to hear voices. And he says, that's it. Come, my dear. That's it. <laughs> but my lord, you mustn't. It would be so naughty. Naughty. And Sanji is like, did somebody say naughty, basically? Yeah, he's about to go fuck off and then go fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. Who's he's like, going to yeah, fight? Luffy, uh, I got to go figure that out. <laughs> Who's going to fight? Hmm. The, okay, so... We'll see. Maybe the Bang Bang Girl. Yeah, you know from, the, from, the, the guitar. from the sound effect. Was she one of the... Uh, 
From the Toby Ropo. Yeah, it's Black yeah, and Arena, which go. is strange because he wouldn't hit a woman. No. So, But maybe there's going to be a development in his character where he says, you know what, you're not a woman, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, I may be straight, you're but these feet, these feet are bisexual. And then he just beats the shit out of Black and Arena. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was one piece. Uh, this chapter was a lot of fun. We're starting to get like closer and closer. And I think the theory is right that I think by the time chapter 1000 pops through, that's when Luffy will make it to the top. Uh, I, I guess we'll get a nice color page. Oh my God. Oh man. Four weeks. This was what? Nine, nine 96. Yeah. We're like, this is what, um, RGC. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> was that petty? No. It was actually very complimentary. Um and also I'm so somewhat clever. I'm literally so grateful that One Piece is not on break next week. Every right. week every week I'm just like, he's gonna be off next week. He's gonna be off next week. But uh, it's all right. Like I won't see another one till next next month. It's, it's cool. All, just, it's all just take it. So excited, and I guess that's what the credence is going to be that both Big Mom and Kaido are going to be too much for Luffy to handle on his own. So maybe Zoro will be the one to take out one of these guys. Um, we'll see. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love One Piece so much. Um, yeah. But with that being said, it is time to randomize. Uh, which one should I use? This one. My Hero Academia. Oh. We only got one of these this week because My Hero is off this week. Um, this is My Hero Academia, chapter 291. Uh, My Hero Academia is coming up on a, on a milestone of its own soon. Uh, chapter 300. But um, this is 291. Uh, thanks for going mm-hmm. strong. Okay, so we're starting to get a little bit more background as to what exactly happened with uh, with Dobby. I'm calling him Dobby, I guess, from now on. Uh, I, I've always liked that name. Toya. Toya. He's got to take some to get used to. Um, okay, so I think this is like from Endeavor's perspective of um, the day that he found him dead. Uh, in the past, he used to... J- oh, no, wait. was it- Oh, no, this is his... This is Dobby narrating to us how he died. And uh, in the past, he used to sneak up and train on Sakoto Peak. And that's where he burned to death, supposedly. The body was never found, only a fragment of his lower jawbone. Um, oh, no, this is Endeavor. I don't know why I got mixed up just now. This is Endeavor. Oh, I, I, yeah, I got confused. Yeah, for whatever reason. That. That's, that's definitely Endeavor explaining what, you know, they're getting a little background about Toya, which I, I needed. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, man. He wasn't, you know, he, I like how he said he didn't have the frost mix that, that he thought, like, that he wanted, but uh, he was strong, and he was like, fuck it, this is my kid, we're going to train, mm-hmm. you know, he can, he can probably do it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he didn't make that, he, he wasn't that type of guy yet. Yeah. Um, I think that was pretty, pretty key. Then Fuyumi was born, uh, the second child, his, their, the sister of the family. She only inherited the frost quirk. So she has no fire in her. Um, so, you know, he wasn't exactly thrilled, but at the time he was still happy because he had two, he had a family. Um, and because Toya had more potential than he did, actually, because he saw that Toya's flame was even stronger than his. 
But then all of a sudden, Toya's flame, own flame started to hurt him. Mm. And at, ta- at that time, he was like, that's when kind of the dream got crushed. He says, I thought it could be you. You could have been the one to reach my eternal goal. My frustration, my envy, the ugliness in my heart. You could have been the one to smash it all to dust as we cut to the present. And Endeavor is just reeling from this news that like his son is standing before him. And um, Dobby's just like, nope, it's real. I'm the fucking guy, you know. And uh, Compress is learning that, like, I guess the League of Villains is also learning this for the first time as well. So they're like, most, oh, shit, that's uh, like, Endeavor's son. Wow. We mm. mm. anyway, Shigaraki, we got to get the fuck out of here. But Shigaraki's out cold. So and Makia will only listen to him. So, you know, basically that is very inconvenient. Mm hmm. Um, so th- Dobby continues to um to explain like his backstory to the world. Uh, he to even, Japan, yeah. Well, yeah, to Japan, and he provides a ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent match between his DNA and Endeavor's DNA. Um, so you're telling me it's not a hundred percent? That's what Endeavor's saying. Thinking like, hmm. I mean. You ain't say a hundred percent, kid. So I don't know why you're gloating. What is that? Yeah, right. I don't know what does that really mean. Here? <laughs> that's, ain't nothing. That's a very Mori like, perspective, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where even when they know when Mori says you are the father, the father will just run out of the studio. <laughs> like no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, walking no. away from this situation. There's something wrong happened here. Yeah, this is incorrect. That's the Mori. No possible way. Uh, so anyway, he's basically just like, I'm sure you you still think that I'm lying to you, so I'll just have to convince you uh, otherwise. After all that happened, Endeavor made sure mom kept having kids. The fourth was someone most of you are familiar with. It's fucking Shoto. And he even abused him. Kind of stunk. Uh, Endeavor doesn't have an empathetic bone in his body at his core. He is addicted to the limelight, a man who wallows in his own self, in his own self, small mindedness and self importance. God damn. And the world is just still like, man, we're not that stupid. He's fucking lying. We're not just going to believe all this bullshit. And then it's like, bro, you don't have any skin on your face. Why would I listen to you? This don't mean nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And then he proceeds onward to explain his like Endeavor's not alone in this either. Where and then all of a sudden he cuts in footage of uh, of Hawks stabbing twice in the back and ending up killing him. Um, and the world is watching this, and it turns out your boy, uh, the what was his name? Um, Hawks? Skeptic, <laughs> Mister Skeptic Ooh. is the one. Oh, who put yeah, this whole Skeptic, video together. Yeah. He edited it while uh, he edited it while he was on Makia's back. This whole time, that's what he was doing on the computer, um, is editing this fucking video. Uh, and he also reveals that Hawks killed number the number three hero, Best Genist. Uh, and it didn't fucking bother him at all. Be- and the reason being is apparently Hawks' father was a serial robber and a murderer. Uh, wow. <laughs> and that's why his background and his name were a secret. It's not that he's a special hero that you know they raised from birth to be one of the best. He's just got a he's got skeleton in his closet, and Endeavor's the guy who captured his dad. Ooh, lots of connection. Um, 
and basically Dobby takes like the high road in this is like I couldn't let that happen I had to reveal to you people who these guys really are um yeah and people are starting to lose faith in the heroes and at that moment uh Dobby jumps off of Machia's back and he uses flash fire fist and prominent burn at the same time sets himself completely on fire I guess with the intention of just like broiling up in flames completely and taking out everyone. When all of a sudden, these little strings fly from the sky and we look up and it's a man falling from the sky with these little massive lines of twine or fabric, I guess, and these rolly thingies. That's what I was confused as to what- And perfect hair. Yeah, and perfect hair. And you already know it. We called it. The world probably called it. It is best motherfucking genius. Bro, I was crying last week because I was like, you. Sh- I was like, all right, all right. You sure it's him? Like, like me? Like it could be somebody else? And Chris was just like, nah, bro. Listen, he's going to pull up and it's chill because everybody got clothes on so he can do well. Well, not I, that- I was like, I was, I was not that confident. I was like, I don't know. Like he didn't really do that well the last time we've seen him. And <laughs> well, not only that, he brought his own fucking fabric with him. Those little yeah, things. I didn't even realize that uh, the first time I read this. Yeah, it's really crazy. It took me a minute to realize what those things were. I thought they were like other heroes, like in a canister yeah. of some sort or whatever. But no, he's got just like ammunition. He came with. He came loaded. Uh, Mad yarn, hella <laughs> yarn and fabric. So much yarn, <laughs> and uh, he says, "Apologies for the delay." As of today, Best Genius is back on fucking duty. Mm. The champ is here! Uh, yeah, this was cool. I mean, we all... S- I feel like we got uh, <laughs> we got a bad rap last week for saying that Keisha, that uh, Horikoshi's not fantastic at Twist, but again, <laughs> it's not that, you know, a Twist doesn't always have to shock you or whatever. Sometimes it could just be fun. I'm excited that this is happening. Best Genius is back. Um... I'm glad he's not dead. He's got like such one of the funnest power concepts, the ability to just control clothes, and I'm glad that that hasn't been taken off of the board. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next week. It's such a bummer that my hero is off this week. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a bummer. And it's a good plan by Dobby to just kind of like, you know, uh, reveal to Endeavor. It's it really is the ultimate way to to take him down is to ruin his reputation. Um, but. I think like having Best Genus back is going to undo a lot of that. Um, so his plan will have failed, and maybe the world won't lose faith at all. But um, in any case, that was my hero academia. Do you want to say anything else before we go? All right, let's randomize. Oh, good. Black Clover. This is our final chapter. We also have only one of these uh, because Black Clover was off last week. Um, yeah, and it did win the audience RGC for this week. Certified, certified RGC, certified mm. RGC, certified RGC. This one was. Close. It was number two for me personally. It almost won. Yeah, this for one was me. really close. Oh wait, no, last week was actually very closer. But um, Black Clover won with thirty six percent of the vote. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen was at a close second uh, with thirty two percent of the vote. Uh, okay. One Piece came in last uh, at 14 and Chainsaw Man came in at 18%. So uh, if you guys want to take part in the next poll that's happening next Sunday, 
you can follow us on Twitter at New Jump City, uh, and we'll keep you updated. Uh, poll goes up every afternoon when the chapters come out on Sundays. The Viz releases, um, at least. But uh, in any case, let it, let's get into the chapter proper. It's Black Clover, chapter 272, uh, pris- Dark Prison Hunting Ground. We get this cool color page, nice single page, um, where we open up with Yuno, and he's got holes in a mountain uh, because he's been training this entire time. And that's when Langris pops up and, you know, they have some like witty, spicy banter where, <laughs> where, you know, just immediately calls him former vice captain Langris. Um, and Langris is like, man, you ain't had to say all of that. And I thought the same too. I, I was like, Langris, yeah, he's a jerk, but you could have just said his name. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> likes Langris. Or just not said it at all. You, you did the most. Yeah. Nobody likes Langris, but he didn't deserve that. <laughs> Yeah, ain't you you know was really in this feeling, huh? Yeah, uh, Langris asks where his like noisy little spirit is, and uh, she's chilling. Bell's been holed up in my grimoire, just gathering power. Um, so you know, starts thinking, he's like, okay, I think I worked out a way to take down Xenon, but I can't really confirm how effective it will be. And it turns out, coincidentally, Langris knows spatial magic just like Xenon, so there, he's gonna try his technique out on Langris. They agree to train together. And hopefully this is cool. I, I've always liked Langris as a villain. Um, and I always I liked his dynamic with Finral. Uh, I'm glad he's like yeah. in the corner. I hope he gets his cool moment um, down the line. Uh, we cut back to Asta and how he's doing. Uh, he just lost again to Noct. Um And, you know, I guess they take a quick snack break where they get to eat... Um, these these treats from the spade kingdom that heal up all their power their uh their bodies which is pretty fun not mad at it sensu beans for all types of purposes yeah uh and they talk uh strategy for a minute (laughs) 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 they're like yo leap come here huddle up huddle up (laughs) and um they start to think about uh, uh asta comes up with this fucking idea where they basically do the pirates docking six from one piece where they just like sit on each other's shoulders. Uh, it's like, come by. Dude, the One Piece references are crazy. I'm sure it's not a That's One Piece weird. reference, but it is like it's a similar joke. Which Man, I'm jacking at the One Piece reference. <laughs> I, that's what we that's what we going with. Yeah. But I like how Lee was like, man. You know, ten percent of the time, this kid's a fucking genius, yo, mm-hmm. and it's an excellent idea. So he's like, I'm gonna give it a shot. And then right after he does this dumb shit, he's like, yeah, the other 90%. <laughs> he's just out of his mind and the total crackhead. Oh, man. I'll tell you this. Oh, boy. I think Lieb is just what we needed, where Lieb can be just me in this series. <laughs> he's like, why is he so loud all the time? <laughs> all day long. Yeah. Finally, Nobody somebody... enjoys this part about you, Asta. Not yeah. one person. Yeah. Just Josh. <laughs> just J. Cole. Yeah. I appreciate Lieb is me and I am Lieb. Um, so I, I forgot about this little panel where Lieb gets a flashback as he's watching this happen. And um, he, ha- I guess he has this um, flashback to when he's talking to his brother. And his brother's like, doesn't being a goody goody just get tiring? And he's like, doesn't he get tired doing, wait, what about you, brother? Doesn't it get tiring doing the thing you're doing? Doesn't doing your own thing get tiring or something like that? 
And uh, I guess this this is supposed to remind him of his, like Ost is supposed to remind him of his brother, who is this carefree individual, while uh, mm-hmm. Noct was this buttoned up, uh, straight man kind of guy. Uh, so Nick Noct is like, all right, we gotta start gearing up to get the fuck out of here and meet up with everybody. And it's been two days already, and they haven't really made that much progress. So uh, Noct is like, all right, now we have to go all or nothing. Uh, it's either if it doesn't work today, then you got to die here, which is a little extreme, but okay. Uh, he uh, activates his mana zone, which is dark prison hunting ground, where he basically turns, he uses Ansem powers to turn the whole map into Yeah, darkness. Yeah, that is that's a good callback. Return to darkness. <laughs> and... Uh, it's pretty funny. He started. Well, to... reminds me of that move that uh, the blind dude that turned into a mosquito from Bleach. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bobo. <laughs> Yo. You brought up sorry, some sorry, traumatic sorry, sorry. memories. But remember his Bankai created like this black yeah, like, yeah. Coliseum or whatever? Yeah, some shit like that. Um, but in any case, he starts knocking Austin Lieb around. Um, and, you know, he they're both thinking thoughts of determination. Uh, as they're getting knocked around, and um, Leap starts to think, uh, well, Asta's like, I'm going to save Captain Yami. And uh, Leap says, I'm gonna, if I'm going to avenge Lucida, I can't die. And they both think at the same time, I, and also, I can't let this guy die either. And in the darkness, this light emerges. As, and the last panel we see is. I guess he goes sage mode nine tail fox because he has those Naruto eyes and unlocks his manga. Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Asta's All gonna that. get a new form next week. Um, cool stuff. Yeah, uh, I've, it's I've, his union form. I've been enjoying this a lot. Um, I, I I'm so glad that Lieb is in this. He has this very similar dynamic. He has a similar vibe to Asta, but different, like more level headed. I appreciate that a yeah. lot. Um, I feel like Asta's getting a lot of growth from just being the loud kid from the war arc. Um, but I'm I'm appreciating this. It's very fun. Uh, I, I'm enjoying Black Clover. Uh, is that a, You want to say anything else before we go? Nah. All right. That was Black Clover. I'm looking forward to next week. Me too. That was Black Clover. And that has been our show. Oh, boy. I didn't expect the theme song to start right there. But... There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for there joining us. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, impromptu episode. Um, maybe we'll do these again when uh, this will be the protocol when there are Friday chapters. Um, but in any case, thank you guys so much for listening. You could find me at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore 37. Find Brian on Twitter and Instagram at B.ESP and follow his stream on twitch.tv slash it's punchline follow our theme song guy drum foo at drum underscore foo follow the show itself at new jump city pod at gmail.com within oh no that's our email follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram uh subscribe to us on youtube spotify itunes leave us a review wherever you listen comment what you thought about this week's chapters uh email us at new jump city pod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about and um next week next thursday We'll, I think we'll just have comics, um, and then the Thursday after that, we'll have our regular show because the chapters come out on Sunday. So our Thanksgiving episode will be strictly American comics, and then week after that, we'll be back to normal. Um, but uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening, 
and stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. Yo, leave a comment. Say something. <laughs> say what up. <laughs> say say uh, Chris's shirt is fly. <laughs> Tell us you disagree and you're mad. Yeah. Tell us to cover a certain series, anything. If you have a question, we'll say it on the next show and all of that. Thanksgiving special, baby. If you're still listening now, you the man or woman. But you a cool cat regardless.